Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Hey, baby, let's go. Sunday night, Kyle Brandt's Basement. We're here. What a day. What a world that we live in. Thank you guys for being here. Um, the Bills won. The Bengals won. The Cowboys barely won. The Lions won. The Titans lost by a lot and so many other outcomes. I feel like I won today. Do you know why? Because I took my two young children and my wife ice skating. Try to drum up some merriment and some festivity and frivolity. And I won by A, I didn't blow out any of my ligaments on the, my lower half of my body. I feel good. And I got through it without like pulling my kid's arm out of their socket because you hold their hand and they keep falling and it's just, it's like a, you're a cliffhanger and holding on to them and I kept worrying I was going to injure them because then you got to pull them up. We're all fine. The brats are good. We're in one piece. We have all kinds of things to talk about. We're going to get to our podium. We're going to do our Sunday night awards. Won't you come join us? In fact, you already have because you're watching right now. Why don't we just get into it? We start with the podium. Do it every single week. We're now in week 14, right? Is that week 14? I think. Uh, and we had third place, the second place, first place, standing up there, hear their national anthem, get a little gold medal on them. Let's start with third place today. Of all the action I saw, all the players, all the teams, our third place team in the Kyle Brandt's basement podium it goes to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah! It goes to the Buffalo Bills. Sing it, everybody. Buffalo Bills, 10 and 3. Um, they defeat the New York Jets. Now, they had lost the New York Jets early in the season, as you know, a game in which our guy Josh Allen said afterwards, it's tough to win in this league when your quarterback plays like bleep. And it was admittedly not his best game. Hasn't aired, hasn't aged well, that soundbite, because he also said it with the weird mustache he was wearing at the time. But all is good now. There was a thought, maybe they'll be in danger, because uh, the Jets beat them with Zach Wilson, which is pretty weird. And now they got the Mike White thing going, so they got a better quarterback and a better offense. And the Jets' defense is what gave the Bills problems. So, you know, if they beat him with Zach Wilson, maybe they would beat him even easier with Mike White. 0-2 to the Jets now, not to be. Uh, they won. They beat the ever-living hell out of Mike White. I don't know if Mike White is the quarterback of the future for the Jets, but I know he is tough as hell. He left the game two different times with ribs. Oh, my God. They just hit him so hard. And they would come back in, they'd hit him again. In the meanwhile, poor old man Flacco would come in, and he didn't have anything going on. So uh, he just, I love you, Joe. It's just I think the time has passed. Uh, Quinn Williams leaves the game. So the Jets were just beat up, battered. That looked like a miserable, miserable day at the, at the stadium. I, I'm like five hours away from Buffalo right here where I live in New York. But we're still in New York. We have generally the same weather most of the time. I walked outside today. It's so disgusting. It is a terrible day to go out into your front porch and even pick up your wife's Amazon boxes. To go and play the football game, it, I couldn't even imagine. Disgusting day. Not like a fun snow globe type of day in western New York. Disgusting. Freezing. Wet. And the Bills got it done. Uh, Jordan Poyer has a perfect record this year. Jordan Poyer, the all-pro Bills safety. The Bills are 9-0 when Poyer plays. They are totally different. Not just a different defense, a different team. Different team. 21 shows up and they just have a different juice. They have a different vibe. They took care of the Jets easily. There's already this controversy. We'll get to it later about like, you know, Zach Wilson hasn't been playing for the Jets. He hasn't even been suiting up. They just put him there in a hood, like in a hoodie and a jacket. They don't even put him in pads. And you wonder why. Why not at least have him in pads? Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe it's to preempt some of the, if Mike White struggles, you don't want that controversy of Zach Wilson should go in. He's sitting there in pads. Never mind the Jets. The Jets are having a really tough... Um, 
second half of the season. We'll get to their counterparts in uh, the with the NY and their helmets. We'll get to them in a little bit. Right now, the Bills won. They are the number one seed in the AFC. Chiefs still hanging in. Chiefs really struggled today in the second. They got way up on Devon. It looked like it was going to be the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, rock bottom. And then Pat Mahomes threw three interceptions. The Broncos started making plays, and the Chiefs needed every second. And they needed Pacheco to go nuts on the last carry of the game to seal the deal on the Broncos. But the Chiefs won, so they're still nipping along. And the Bills are the one seed in the AFC, friends, as we are right now. Bills the one, Chiefs two. They have identical 10-3 and three records. Then the Ravens, who also won today, are at 9-4 and four now. And the Titans just oh, just still sitting there like, yeah, we're the Titans. We're going to be in the playoffs because that's what we do. But they're 7-6, and six, and they got destroyed by the Jags today. Very, very strange. But I'm going to give third place to the Bills because they beat a tough Jets team in terrible conditions. And it was a team that had beat them earlier. And they are the number one show right now in the AFC. Remember when they were 6-3? and Mm-mm. They've won four in a row, including the time they won three road games in, like, uh, I think it was 11 days. Um, second place on the Kyle Brandt's basement podium. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Where are you, my fans of the Sam Darnold Panthers? Ba-boom! The Panthers! The Panthers! I want them... I, I've, I've fully come across, guys. We'll talk about this all week. The Buccaneers were miserable today. They got the doors blown off by the 49ers. It was never close for one second. The Falcons, they benched their quarterback. The Saints, no. I am ready for the Sam Darnold Carolina Panthers to play a home playoff game in January because they win the NFC South. And they might. And they bleep and might. They beat the Seahawks today. By far their best win of the year. They have five of them now. They're five and eight. Also, it was the first Carolina Panthers road victory since November of last year. It's been 13 months since the Panthers have won a road game. They won one today. They led from start to finish. They were up 10-0, I think it was, early. Totally unintimidated by the Seattle Seahawks, allegedly better team, the crowd, the 12s, Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, didn't care. Panthers played good. They played loose. Nothing to lose, and it looked like it looked really, really good. Um, they have the Steelers, Lions, Bucks, and Saints, the Panthers do. Understand, uh, they're 5-8. and eight. I think 7-10 and 10 could win this division. 7-10 and 10 could win this division. They play the Steelers this next week. We don't know what the deal is with Steelers today. They lost, and Kenny Pickett got knocked out of the game, and Trubisky was terrible. They play the Lions. We'll get to the Lions in a little bit because the Lions are really good. They play the Bucks, and that could probably decide the NFC South. Bucks have just got nothing going on. We've taken the paddles to them 50 times this year, and they just can't get it going. And then they end up with the Saints. We'll be already on vacation at that point. The Panthers, guys, could do it. And if the Panthers win the division somehow and they end up hosting a home playoff game, we'll usher in a whole another series of conversations about, do we really want to do this? Do we want to have the division winner automatically get a bid? Not only a bid, first round at home. Why don't we just do it by total record? Who cares if you won the division? What, you get to get a playoff game because you won the division? The division sucks. And what's going to be funny is if they win at 7-10 and 10 and they get in, there's likely another team will have a better record than them or a much better case than them, and we won't get in. And that's when it really gets fun. Panthers. Panthers, uh, Sam Darnold over Geno Smith in the supposedly washed-up old Jets quarterback bowl. Was Mark Sanchez on that call? He should have been. He really should um, there's a lot of guys who could be on that call, but I just like the Panthers because it is so ridiculous. The fact that they had Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, and now Sam Donald and Donald's good. Donald's two and zero as a starter and played really well today. It has nothing. He looks nothing like he did as a jet. He's not seeing ghosts. Doesn't have mono, any of that nonsense. He's just as cool and loose. I can't believe we're talking about the Panthers this much, but the Panthers, believe me, we may be talking about him in January at this point. I hope so. I can't keep waiting for Brady in the box. I can't do it. 
They don't get on the podium today. The Panthers, second place. You want to know who's on top of the podium today? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions, man. The Lions beat the Vikings. They showed up. They did it. There was all this to do about, hold on a second. How are the Lions favored? The, the Vegas uh, line had the Lions favored at home against the Vikings, who were 10-2, and two, I think, going into this game. Um, the Lions won. They looked the part. They played the part. This was not some fluky, stupid thing. They belonged. Understand, if you're still late coming around to the Lions, they've won five of their last six games. Their only loss of those six was on Thanksgiving Day to Buffalo, a game in which the Lions were totally there to play, totally up to the challenge, uh, competing the whole stretch. And Allen to Diggs at the very end of regulation sets up the game-winning field goal. It's the only reason they lost. They, the Lions could have easily won that game. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, but my part is, my point is, the Lions were the part against Buffalo, who's the number one in the AFC, the superior conference, the best team in the AFC. The Lions gave them all they could handle, and they've beaten all the other teams they've played, including a team that beats almost everybody, the Vikings. Really, really cool. And now they brought in, just don't look now, now they brought in this Jamison Williams, their rookie, their, their future star wide receiver who plays his first game. You know the story about Jamison Williams, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Unbelievably talented guy who got injured. Uh, back in college ball, at the end of college ball, and the Lions decided to draft him anyway and say, maybe we'll check him out in his second year. Well, they checked him out in his first year, and on his very first catch at the NFL level was like a big old touchdown. I think it was 44 yards, maybe from Jared Goff. He's a playmaker. He's here. So they're adding guys. Remember in the beginning of the season when you'd be following the Lions games on Red Zone or wherever, maybe you'd be watching them on and off, and Goff was cooking, and... um, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift and Amon Ra, and they would score. And sometimes they'd be up, oh man, it's like 31 to 13 Lions. And then they would always blow it and they would lose 38 to 37 or something nuts like that. Their offense has always been good. Their defense is way better. Seven straight games, they have not allowed a 100-yard rusher. The Lions. Um, Dalvin Cook today, nothing. Do you hear his name? Wasn't there. Wasn't chucking off yardage. Wasn't doing anything like that. The Lions could play. Somehow Dan Campbell and all of them got this thing together, and Aiden Hutchinson looks like defensive rookie of the year. Maybe, maybe he takes that from Sauce Gardner. We don't know. But Jameson Williams can play. Dan Campbell's calling a fake punt. Fake punt that works. And I don't know about you. I'm going to get deep into the nuances of special teams here. I love fake punts. My favorite kind of fake punts are the direct snap to to the up back. I like snapping it to the up back as opposed to going to the punter, and maybe he throws or does something. It was a no-nonsense fake punt in which the snap went directly to, like, the up back or the personal protector. It just took it and bolted. Took it out of here. Boom, to the right. Worked really well. They got 44 yards on the fake punt. Um, and did you see the Penny Sewell catch? Did you see it? They brought Penny Sewell, their star first-round tackle, put him in motion. The hell are they doing with Penny Sewell? Put him in motion. They're going to run some kind of block with him, right? No, he sneaks out into the flat. Jared got boom, first down. See you later. Awesome play. It's the kind of special, magical little plays that teams who just have it going tend to churn out. If your season is jinked, if you're circling the drain, if you've if, if jinxed, if you're circling the drain, if, if things aren't just going well for you, you don't make the big play. You don't have this, this special play. You try a fake play and it turns into an interception. The Lions plays are working for them now. They're churning out moments and moving the chains with the pass to your 320-pound tackle and having a fake punt that goes for 44 yards, absolutely awesome. Remember, we did a segment here a couple times where we've had uh, users, you guys, users, viewers, listeners, give predictions to start the season. We did put it in the wine bottle way back in the day. Our guy, Tad to the Bone, this guy on Twitter, this is what he predicted way back before the season started. He predicted the Lions will finish above the Packers in the NFC North standings. And we said, 
<laughs> what a dummy. The Lions are nothing. Their head coach quotes Metallica and is it just a meathead moron. And the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. The Lions are great. Tad to the bone. Wherever you are, I'm looking at your avatar up there. You look like a friendly guy. You got a high and tight haircut. I think you got a goatee and a hoodie. You got a smile on your face. You look good right now, buddy. Tad to the bone. Lions are bad to the bone. They won again. Won again. They have won five of six. Uh, I'm so excited about what's going on with the Lions right now. We need them in the NFC playoffs. I don't care who your fan base uh, is, who your fanhood goes to. Um, we need the Lions in the playoffs. I think they're a top 10 NFL team right now. And that actually may be really modest. All 32, the Lions and the way they're playing, maybe top 8, top 7. I, I really mean it. And I think, name who's better than the Lions in the NFC, for sure. The Eagles, they destroyed. And the Niners, yes. I don't know, maybe the Cowboys? The Lions are right there. They're right there. And the fact that we're having this conversation about the Honolulu Blue, sad sack loser Detroit Lions, checks date December 11th, my older sister's birthday. Come on. If you're, if you're still relevant to Ashley Brandt's birthday and you're the Detroit Lions, it's awesome. That's why you get number one on the podium. But a little bit of yang to that yin. Now we get into who lost the day before we get into awards. Who lost today? You can go a lot of ways. The Titans are floundering. Even the Titans, who just have this buoyancy and never fall out of some sort of relevancy, even mathematically. And sure enough, they're still there. They suck today. Sorry, guys. I love you. I love the Titans organization. I love Derek. I like Vrabel. They were not good today. But who lost the day? I'm going to keep it local here. The New York Giants lost the day. The Giants lose again. Um, in the last eight weeks, they've won one game. You can look at it on the calendar. They had a tie. They had a loss, and they had a loss, and they had a loss. You know what was interesting about the Giants-Eagles game today? Nothing. Not one thing. Did you watch this game? There was nothing to see. There was really no interesting conversation piece. There was no, oh, that's kind of a fun angle. No, nope. there was no think piece story that will be coming out tomorrow, reflections about what that Giants-Eagles game meant. You know what it was? That was the biggest Giants game in five years, and they were never in it. The Eagles destroyed them. The Eagles are way better than them. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL. The best team in the NFL are the Eagles, and everybody is kind of I don't know, holding their breath or something or waiting for them to come back down to earth or waiting for someone to go catch them. It's not happening. All right, there's some great teams in the AFC and the AFC playoffs are going to be a knife fight. I understand it completely. The Eagles are the best team. I like the Bills. I like KC. I love Cincinnati. Um, I just talked about how I like Detroit. That's all fine. That's cute. It's the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts, still, we're still rounding about this thing about how... Um, is Jalen Hurts some sort of product of, uh, of the team around him? He has this great offensive line, this great defensive line, these amazing wide receivers. The team was just handed to him. Someone said, here's a Ferrari, just try not to dent it, here's the keys. That's BS. How many times have we seen an alleged super team on paper that just completely goes up in flames? All the time. Last year's Rams were looked at as a super team because of all the players and all the parts. Matthew Stafford was the pilot of that super team. Matthew Stafford led the NFL in interceptions last year as the pilot of that super team. Jalen Hurts has thrown three interceptions all season. He has three. He had another game today with zero. He has 10 rushing touchdowns. Stats here, stats there. 
He looks the part. He plays the part. He talks the part. He is cool on the field. I love the guy in the media. He's got a great look. He's got a great voice. He's got a great name. He's got a great arm. He is perfect. And I think there is loath loathness. Is that even a word? I don't care. People are loath, L-O-A-T-H-E, to say, yeah, he's the man right here. That's the MVP. Guys, who else is it? Mahomes threw three interceptions today, almost lost to Russell Wilson. Tua, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see tonight. I don't know. Josh Allen's great. He's not putting up the kind of MVP numbers that people necessitate to vote for you these days. People need. Um, I think it's Jalen Hurts. I think it's Jalen Hurts, and I think that's fine. Best, the best player on the best team in the league, and they just crushed New York today. The New York Giants, great story. Great story in September, great story in October, terrible story in November, December, a non-story, and definitely not a story in January. I hate to say it, I don't think either New York team is going to make the playoffs. I said that last week, I will double down on it now. I would love it, I'm not rooting for it, I like the Giants, I like, love Salah, I like Dable. Peaked early, accomplished a lot of great things this year, a lot, don't get me wrong, and had some really tough injuries, but I think both New York teams are not making the playoffs, and nothing I saw today is telling me differently. Maybe the Jets surprise us. I don't think the Giants will. Let's get to award season, my friends. Roll it. We got hardware. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, if you saw it on CBS or on my social media today, I did another piece for CBS uh, NFL Today where I do... Um, some sort of ode or to a team that I like or some sort of, I don't know what it is, you call it like a segment or a sketch or something, but I was, in a, I was a mechanic in a garage and I was talking about different teams that need work before the playoffs come around and I promise it's not as corny as it sounds, but the whole premise is that, is that it's one shot. So we start and I just go and go and go for over two minutes and if you mess up you have to start over. There's no cuts, there's no new shots, it's a single shot. So there's a couple of those shots in movies over my life that have always inspired me to kind of do this stuff now like there's a long one at the very beginning of boogie nights and probably the most famous one at least of this era is the copacabana scene in goodfellas where our our our, our couple um henry and karen the original karen go into the copa and scorsese follows them and they go through the kitchen and uh, every night you two don't you work does that whole thing so uh i do those because watching that movie when I was the first time like in high school I was like this is the coolest thing ever they're still going now they're sitting down and they bring a table and they sit in front of the king of the one-liners just loved it that's my long way of saying that did that for CBS today and also doing a little good fellas tonight because we start our awards season with the Karen Hill why did you do that coaching decision of the day go ahead sweetheart why did you do that why why did you do that Karen just Henry's not on this planet when he's screaming at Karen about that Good woman. Cut it open, flush it down the toilet, help them. Uh, the Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith gets the Karen Hill. Why'd you do that coaching decision? So Texans Cowboys got really weird in the sense that it looked for about 10 minutes of real time, not game time, 10 minutes like, oh my God, the Cowboys are definitely losing to the Texans. <laughs> definitely. They were up three 
and Dak threw, the Texans were up three, and Dak threw a really bad interception. One of those like, oh my God, that was the worst interception of the week by far. You're going to lose to the Texans type interceptions. Awful. They pick it off and they get right to the doorstep already and you figure Texans punching in here, they go up 10, this game's over. The worst team in the league by far is going to beat this Cowboys team that we're told is different than all the other Cowboys teams that have been different since I was in high school. Um, But the Texans struggle and they can't get it in and they can't get it in and so they're up three and Lovey decides to go for it on fourth and goal, up three. 23-20 with 3.25 left. You take a field goal, you make Dak uh, go the length of the field, get the full touchdown. But no, they went for it. They went for it with Jeff Driscoll. And listen, I don't know if it's all on Lovey. If you if you saw the play, if you're watching close enough today to know the play I'm talking about, remember, it's 325 left. The Texans are up three. They're going to make their season by beating the Cowboys. They go for it on fourth and goal. And Jeff Driscoll, who is somehow starting in the league, I love you, Jeff, I think he went the wrong way on the play. The play looked totally wrong. I think he was supposed to be some sort of handoff or maybe even a play action, but everybody went one way. He went the other way and then was left to just try to have, like, ad-lib a scramble. He ran into, like, six tackles, and they got stuffed. Uh, and then, of course, the Cowboys go the entire length of the field to beat them because Houston Texans. It was a strange decision on a strange day. And really, like, is there anything not strange about the fact that Lovey Smith is the coach of the Texans this year? Is there anything not strange about the Texans? this year or last year maybe not next year they're gonna have the number one pick it's a wrap they messed with that today almost and tried to give it away or at least t- take a step in giving it away but uh we could give the entire season of karen hill awards to the entire texans organization it is a weird phase that they're in right now where they're kind of almost not even a really team i love my guy damian pierce the rookie running back but the texans are real only when you turn on and, oh yeah they do play the rest of the week you're like 31 teams hate to say it but They've been through some weird stuff. Let's get to the take a lap. Um, take a lap is when we look at one person or somebody and say, get out of here. Take a lap. You're not you're not off the team. You're not in trouble or anything. Just, just take a lap and think it over. Did you see that fourth and one at the end of the first half in Bills versus Jets? What was C.J. Mosley doing? <laughs> C.J. Mosley, take a lap. First of all, the, the Bills got all funny and weird and clever in that they had Dawson Knox go under center. They're trying to draw him off sides. Josh is back there at running back, and they got the tight end to center, which I can't wait to hear about in the background of. We'll talk about that with Josh on Tuesday. And C.J. Mosley jumps offside so badly that he tries to do the Palomalo and jump over the line, and he just tackles, he tackles Dawson Knox. Does that all make sense? It's fourth and one. The Bills' tight end is playing quarterback, and the Jets' linebacker goes Troy Palomalu trying to tackle him to stop him. Long story short is they easily were given the first down because of the five-yard penalty. Bills go on to score a touchdown on that drive. They ended up winning by a touchdown. C.J. Mosley, gotten to meet you a few times. I like you. You're a great dude. Massive upper body on the guy. Just busting out of his t-shirt. I like you, C.J., a lot. But in this case, you got to take a lap. Somebody had to take a lap on that play. There's too many weird ingredients. It just happens to be you. C.J. Mosley, the Jets lose. He takes a lap. Oh, let's get to one of my favorites, the Phil Luckett call of the day. If you remember Phil Luckett back in the day, Infamous official in the NFL, involved in several strange situations, uh, the, the headline of which would be on the Thanksgiving Day, Jerome Bettis coin toss moment, where he said that Jerome Bettis called something he didn't, and very strange moment. Phil Luckett, bizarre name. Um, he gets an award every Sunday from us about the worst call of the day. Justin Jefferson did the Justin Jefferson thing today. The Vikings lost, and so when the Vikings lose to the Lions, you, you want to just be like, where's Kirk Cousins? Bring me his head. He sucks. He sucks. Cousins was fantastic today. I would almost use the word brilliant. I think today was one of the 
five best games Kirk Cousins has played in what is becoming a very long career. Amazing. And Jefferson was part of that. But the Phil Luckett call of the day was, he. they said that he stepped out of bounds. Did you see this? Were you tracking this as a Vikings-Lions fan or a fantasy person? He makes the catch. He's heading down the sideline. It's going to be a 71-yard touchdown. It's like what you tune in for. Massive fantasy points. Great highlight to watch. They said he stepped out of bounds after a gain of 39 yards. And I still think he wasn't. His foot was definitely like, it was like one of those things where his toe was on the green and his heel was over the white, but it wasn't sitting down on the white. Annoying call. Stop killing our buzz, Phil Luckett. We just want to watch Justin Jefferson run for touchdown. Unless you're damn sure... Don't blow the whistle, Phil Luckett. What are you doing? That's the Phil Luckett call of the day. How about the River Craycraft Fantasy Thief of the day? That goes to Justin Jackson. What are you doing, Justin Jackson, other than scoring for the Lions? You got Jamal Williams, who's been a fantasy stalwart. Touchdowns every single week. Some weeks with Jamal Williams, you're disappointed if he only has one touchdown. You're like, oh, come on, dude. You can't give me a second one at the end of the game? Nope. DeAndre Swift, nope. Justin Jackson, Lions running back, who precisely zero, zero people are starting in any league, a la River Craycraft. He gets a touchdown for the Lions today, which just pisses people off. Justin Jackson, we always give a little mini dossier for the River Craycraft Award. 2018 seventh-round pick of the Chargers from Northwestern, a Chicago guy. Glenbard North, I believe, suburban guy, too. I like it. He was with the Chargers for a while. I kind of remember him making some plays there. His nickname on Instagram is Jelly. That's a J-E-L-I. Don't know, but uh, I can tell you this. The Vikings were not ready for that jelly. (laughs) Hey, Destiny's Child. That's Justin Jackson, the River Craycraft Fantasy Thief of the Day. Hey, if you started Justin Jackson in your fantasy league today, congratulations, my friend. I didn't, and you didn't either, liar. Next. I like this one, too. The RIP My Dog Tony Stark Player Tweet of the Day. We're just living in a lawless society down here in the basement. We're breaking the rules because this is not a player. Not the conventional kind. Are you familiar with Buffalo Bills celebrity fan Wolf Blitzer? Yeah! Wolfman. Love him. Blew up back in Desert Storm. I remember in sixth grade watching him. Wolf Blitzer um, tweets, As you know, I love my Buffalo Bills. And I'm watching another big game today. As we say, let's go Buffalo I'm just going to put my hand up, guys. Nothing wrong with the tweet. It's fine. I know Wolf's a big Buffalo Bills fan. I've met him before. He's been on Good Morning Football, Good Morning Football before. He's a great guy. I looked at this picture for way too long. Why is, why is Wolf watching on, like, my laptop from college on his at a kitchen table on a Sunday? Are you home, Wolf? Do you not have a sofa? And a television screen? What are you looking at? And also, like, I don't want to get too far into this, but, Wolf, is that your house? Or you maybe at a friend's or something? But I'm just going to say what people are thinking. Like, that's Wolf Blitzer's kitchen table? Those are his floors? (laughs) Wolf, I can set you up with a good floor guy. Maybe you just buff those a little bit. You've earned it, man. you got a long career in journalism. I don't know, maybe throw down for some new floors, or who knows, maybe I'm being a jerk and he was at his friend's house. But if his friend is inviting Wolf over to his house to watch the game, who would do, that doesn't make sense either. Hey, Wolf, glad you're here. We got a great setup with you at our uh, kitchen table. We got a laptop computer to watch the Bills game. It's got like a 13-inch monitor. You'll love it. I don't understand. And he looks like he's getting work done or something. Wouldn't you bring that laptop and those papers to the sectional couch? Why is he watching in the most uncomfortable setup I've ever seen? The chair looks like hell. The table's almost too small. 
It looks cold. He's right next to the glass. There's no rug or anything. I'm concerned about Wolf. That looks like the worst place I've ever seen to watch a game, let alone a Bills game, the team that you love and have for decades. What's going on in this picture? We may have to pick up this picture later today or later this week. I'm concerned about this. Also, it appears to be it's, I don't know, it's the end of the game. He's been sitting there for three hours on that chair. Come on, let's get, let's get Wolf a, a lazy boy or something. He's earned it. All right, that's the RIP My Dog Tony Stark player tweet of the day, even though it's not a player. Don't care. All right, the line of the week. We always pull from my beloved crappy uh, action movies. They're not crappy. I mean, I love them. They're like my friends. But some of the people, they're crappy. And sometimes the dialogue is... Are you familiar with the film Eraser? Or The Eraser? Is it Eraser or The Eraser? I think it's Eraser. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Vanessa Williams... James Cromwell, and uh, in the role of the heavy would be uh, the late James Caan. And at one point, next, the very end of the movie, uh, James Caan and his cronies thinks that they've beaten Schwarzenegger and they've won. <laughs> but uh, Schwarzenegger has revenge because he arranges for their limousine to be parked directly on the train tracks. And um, then he calls them before the train's about to hit them. They get a call from their like 90s uh, car phone. And um, guess what Schwarzenegger says to them right before the train hits the car and incinerates their bodies? He says this. You've just been erased. Yeah! Doesn't he sound exactly like the Terminator there? Was the director like, hey, Arnold, give me your best Terminator voice. You've just been erased. Just no intonation, no personality. That is the exact voice of the Terminator from the first Terminator movie. You've just been erased. Uh, you know who I bet loves the first Terminator movie? Never mind that. You know who I bet loves Eraser? Yeah, man, I love Eraser, man. I got that thing on HD DVD. I'll watch that a couple times a year. Dan Campbell pulled out all the stops. Um, we mentioned it earlier for the Lions. He had the fake punt, threw to an offensive tackle, fourth quarter completion of Penny Sewell. And then here was, um, Coach was asked about the idea that I don't know, when you really need a play, why would you throw it to your offensive tackle rather than a more conventional player? Here's what the Dan man said. We trust him. Look, we know what kind of athlete he is. He's a phenomenal athlete, you know. I mean, we talk about who knows what kind of tackle he's going to be. I think a pretty dang good one. He already is, but he could be a Hall of Fame tight end, in my opinion, too, if he wanted to lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> what? A Hall of Fame tight end, Dan? Like, it, wow. That was a hell of a compliment. He's a really good tackle, man. But honestly, if he could just lose 20 pounds, we think he could be Tony Gonzalez. I mean it, man. Dan just all coming up with effusive praise for everybody. Let Dan say whatever he wants. He's drunk on victory. He's won five of six. He's saved his job. I mean, I, shoot, unless the Lions just completely fall on their face, I think Dan's coming back. He said it himself this week or last week. I think they're one and six, right? And they're like, oh, he's fired. He's, he's done. You can't bring him back. That team's a joke. I think Dan's coming back. Win a few more, excuse me, win a few more games. Even if they don't make the playoffs, I still think he's coming back. There's so much goodwill and the players are playing so hard. It's really cool. So he can say whatever he wants. And I still will be a Hall of Fame tight end. Well, if you're going to be a Hall of Fame tight end, then, like, why don't you just do that? Who says he's going to be a Hall of Fame tackle? If you think he's going to be a Hall of Fame tight end, have Penay in the offseason, or screw the offseason, the next few weeks before the playoffs. Have him lose some weight and then just start him at tight end. If he's a Hall of Famer, like, he's playing in the wrong position. Come on, Dan. I love you, bud. Congrats on the win. Uh, next, let's go to our place at the table team, the team that suddenly matters and means something. Compliments of our friends. Steve Latimer from the ESU Wolfpack. Starting defense, place at the table. <laughs> Have I told you guys about my Sam Darnold Panthers? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I forgot. I talked about them 10 minutes ago. I don't care. I'm talking about them again. Are they one of the most least profile teams in the entire NFL? Yes. Are you interested in them? No. What percentage of the public, just at large, if there's 330 million people in the United States, how many of them do you think could recognize Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes if he walked up to them on the street? Out of 330 million. Michael Flynn, I want you to get in my ear and tell me your guess. 330 million people, they're walking down their home, and they're, they're coming out of Starbucks, and Steve Wilkes is up and goes, hi, how you doing? How many of the 330 million say, oh my God, is Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes? Michael Flynn, what's your answer out of 330 million? 72 people? <laughs> or 72 million? <laughs> Flynn says... 72 people. Well, listen, there's 53 people on his own roster, so that that takes 72 off. I think you're down to 19. Let's say outside of the Panthers organization. Look, 330 million. I think it is a lot of NFL fans. I think it's like 10 million people. 10. 10 million people. And you'd be caught off guard if he came up to you, like, in your own town. Like, you'd be like, who's this guy talking to me out of Starbucks? What's going on? Get out of here, man. You're making me nervous. Um, I think it's 10 million out of 330 million. And I don't even know if 330 is the right number. It might be 370. It might be 310. But the point is, um, that coach that 10 million out of 330 million would recognize, I'm telling you, I'm riding that guy. I'm going to the playoffs. And then they're going to enter that weird thing like the Raiders did last year. Remember last year, the the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders got to the playoffs with an interim head coach, Rich Basaccia. They got all the way to the playoffs, which the Raiders just don't do, and were one throw from beating the Bengals with Rich Basaccia. And where is Rich Basaccia now? The head coach of the Raiders. No, coaching special teams in Green Bay. So could Steve Wilkes win the job outright if he gets to the playoffs? I doubt it, but... It's really, really cool that they matter. And listen, I'm not doing backflips for the Carolina Panthers. Neither are you. You don't really care. And I mean, sometimes I don't really either. It's just that I can't, I can't abide any of the other three options. Falcons, no. Bucks, I'm so mad at them. I can't even look at them. And then the Saints have had the strangest season ever in which they won't play Jameis Winston because they want to die on that Andy Dalton Hill. Fine. Enjoy that. How's that going? So it's not a, so much pro Panthers as it is anti the other three. So Steve Wilkes. Coming to a Starbucks near you and maybe a playoff game in January. They are the place at the table team. Oh, this is the this is the bad one. You never want to be this team. Let's get to the Catherine Martin lotion on its skin team of the week. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Oh, did I just mention them? You know the six and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Who the hell are they? What are they? Why are they? When are they? How are they? I'll just do all of the W's and the one H because that is the amount of time that we have spent asking questions about this team all year. I guess it's mostly the why. Why are they so bad? Because they are, they're not good. They played a really good game in Germany. On American soil, they're terrible, terrible. They just don't have it. And and it's not that they're a bad team, lots of bad teams go around. They got all these players that are good. And not only players that are good in theory or in a vacuum, players that have been excellent together already on record. They've won the whole shebang. I look, I look in and I see there's Evans and there's Godwin and there's Devin White. They're just not good. They don't have it together. So I don't know, far be it for me to assume maybe it's the head coach, but 
Todd Bowles is someone that people really respect and they don't like to, to bang around on, but they're just not good at all. And I, it's, it's, it's not one of these cute little things where, yeah, they're just biding their time and they'll work through it. It's, it's we're December 11th, guys. This, it's not time to bide your time. Biding your time is around Halloween and early November. Now it's time to make a run, as they say in the NBA, to come running. Are you watching the teams in the NFC who are kind of figuring it out? You know, the Lions figured it out. Philadelphia has always had it figured out. Dallas, despite stumbling today, they still won. They're figuring it out. Seattle cannot figure it out. I guess nobody in the West can, other than the Niners. The Niners are figuring it out, and they figured it out with massive, massive obstacles. Tampa Bay, figure it out or go away. There's just it's it's such a miserable existence with them right now, and I I hate it because I like a lot what they have going on, and I really respected the Super Bowl and. God, this sucked. Just so bad. And I'll pose the question again. If they miss the playoffs, they finish, let's say they finish 7-10. and 10. Let's say they finish 8-9, and nine, and just for whatever reason, the Panthers or somebody or Atlanta with this Desmond Ritter kid come running, and the Bucks miss the playoffs. Can you see Tom Brady retiring? Walking away after this because his team finishes 8-9 and nine and cannot even get in in the worst NFC South of all time. Can he be like, yeah, that's it. I think I'm ready to try to spend more time with my kids. That'd be so strange. And he could have done it last year in a very dignified, impressive playoff loss to the eventual Super Bowl champion LA Rams. And he did do it, in fact. Then he came back. Very strange. Brady is so so consumed with the greatness and his image and competitiveness that that's going to be his walk-off. This team's so bad. They're the Catherine Martin lotion on its skin team. I don't really want to watch them anymore. Go Panthers. Keep pounding. It's time to predict the future, though, guys. Tomorrow's going to be a great day for takes. All week, it's going to be a great take week. Just in time for Christmas. Let's hit the Monday Take Buffet. Uh, I haven't devoted nearly enough time on tonight's program talking about Brock Purdy. That's because I'm allocating all my free time to talk about the Lions and the Panthers, naturally. Brock Purdy looked the part today. (laughs) The announcers were getting caught up saying, now I'm not going to say he looks like Joe Montana. I'm not going to do that to him. So I'll just compare him to, I don't remember who they did. The Marino, Elway, all of them combined, just looks smooth. Looks smooth, looks excitable. All you ever look at for these young quarterbacks, in my mind, isn't that like they make every single throw or um, even their command at the line of scrimmage or the arm strength. I just want them to just look the part. And what does that mean? It has a lot to do with body language. There's a lot to do with confidence. And it just has a lot to do with them in the huddle, how they talk to their teammates uh, on the sideline. Are they calm when they're talking to their coach? They just look the part. Even if they lose or even if they miss some throws, like I can see that guy looks like a quarterback. He looks like a starting quarterback. Sometimes guys will make the throws, but you're still like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying it. No staying power here. Brock Purdy has that intangible. Brock Purdy, Freudian slip there. Brock Purdy looks the part. He has this intangible thing where, when you turn on the game, if you turn on the Niners game today and you had no idea who that was or what the Niners are or anything, you would never think that that was his first start ever. You'd just be like, "Oh, that guy. How long has he been there? Seven or eight years?" No, 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 not at all. He's a rookie. In fact, this is his first start ever, and it was against the greatest quarterback of all time. 
It just it, there was none of that. If if you came down from space and watched football for the first time, you'd be like, oh, that guy looks like an excellent player. It's because he is. He looks like it. I, I don't know if the staying power is going to be there. Still don't know that, but like, I th- I think he's he, he's he's got it. He's and, I, and the take's going to be out there that Kyle was right. Me people are going to be talking about me. No, they're not. That the 49ers Eagles is still going to be the NFC title game. 49ers Eagles. I said it during the Garoppolo 49ers run. The Eagles are just the most solid team. Nothing's changed for them. 49ers Eagles, I'll stick to it. Brock Purdy. Oh, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to win two playoff games because they're not gonna be the one seed. Only one team gets a bye. Two playoff games wins wins that would be for him. We'll see. Um, Michael Irvin will come out and say the Cowboys are still the best team in the NFL, not the NFC, the NFL, despite just being one bizarre goal line sequence away from losing to the Houston Texans, who are pretty much trying to lose. The Jets, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Jets should have had Zach Wilson dressed for the Bills game. Not starting, but this has deepened the minutia of Jets fandom. Joe Flacco came in and was helpless and hopeless. So if Zach Wilson was even dressed, which they don't dress him, he could have come in and maybe just at least held down the fort while Mike White was trying to deal with his rib rib pain. That's going to be out there. Um... Brock Purdy, 49ers quarterback, a lot of Brock Purdy. NFC South, uh, this is an interesting one. I talked about this a little bit. The NFC South title should be vacated, all right? Or we're going to have to get to the competition committee in the offseason that just because you're a division champion doesn't mean you get a playoff game. That might be an old-fashioned, out-of-date, archaic rule that we hand out playoff games to teams that have sub-500 records. And it's happened a lot. There was the Seahawks team a bunch of years back. There was a Carolina Panthers team. I think it was Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers team. There was recently the Washington Commanders with Alex Smith as their quarterback, won the division 2020. It's sub 500. He gets hurt. Taylor Heineke starts a playoff game against Tom Brady. It's just, it's it's a weird thing that we still do. And it has nothing to do with numbers and there's more worthy teams. But since they're the division champ, they get in. That's going to come up. Um, Panthers would be running away with the division if Sam Darnold had won the job in the preseason. Remember, it was Darnold against Baker. In training camp, you turn on NFL Network and they're running around in the summer. It's the two of them going against each other for Matt Rule. Baker won the job. He won one game as a Panther. Sam Brown's coming to look great. Who knows? Seahawks and Giants are who we thought they were. It sucks to say, but they're, they're the September and October teams of the NFC. They're just fading hard. Um, it's only a matter of time before the Bengals take the AFC North from the Ravens. The Bengals look good, but the Ravens got it done today too. No Lamar, got it done and as usual, no one will even bother talking about the Titans. Titans got got hammered today. They lost three in a row. Still in the playoff picture, guys. Your playoff teams will take us out with this currently right now in the AFC. Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, Jets. Jets still in the playoffs. In the National Football Conference, your playoff teams. Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Commanders, and somehow, someway, the New York Giants would be the seventh playoff spot in the NFC, despite the fact that they never win a game anymore. They just don't. And they didn't today because they didn't even really show up today. You guys did, though, and that's what counts. That's Kyle Brandt's basement from Kyle Brandt's basement, um, originating from Kyle Brandt's basement, and really thrilled to be here with you in Kyle Brandt's basement. Guys, that is the Sunday show. Maybe you're listening to it tonight. Maybe you're listening to it tomorrow morning. It doesn't matter. We have a whole week of shows. Josh will be in on Tuesday, as always. We're going to get into all kinds of things. This is the fun time, guys. This is the fun time as we surge towards the playoffs. This is why you lift all them weights. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Love you. Goodbye from the basement, my friends.